And welcome to the Monday edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought. It may indeed be Meltdown Monday for me. I have got so much to talk about and such a need to vent. And really, i kind of feeling almost overwhelmed at the amount of caca that's rolling downhill towards all of us. And by all of us, I mean America. The left wants desperately to make America, no, not great again. No, not a shining city on the hill. They want to make America into a gigantic shithole. Because look at everywhere the left has, has quote, changed governments. Shithole after shithole after shithole after shithole. Venezuela, Cuba. If things were good, they went from good to bad. If they were great, they went to good, then to bad. If they were bad, they went to awful. If they were awful, they went to shithole. Leftism, communism, whatever the hell you want to call it, destroys. And there's so many things on my mind. You got people lined up for God knows how many, how long a line, how many people are going to pour into this country in Title 42. And I swear to God, if I ever run into Mr. Mayorkas, I'm going to have to be restrained. That little piece of you-know-what. And it, the border's shut. The border's not open. The border's not open. The border's not open. How far up his ass his, is his own head, my friends? It's disappeared. I mean, he's shoulder deep. Soon it'll be elbow deep. He's a moron, but he's a moron that was placed in position because he's a moron. Because Team Biden, guess what? They're not just incompetent. Jimmy Carter was incompetent. I don't think Jimmy Carter hated America. The people pushing Biden, the pushed people waking him up on time and propping him up and making sure he reads the lines he's supposed to and which direction he's supposed to turn and probably wiping his chin, wiping God knows what else at this point. Those people hate, loathe, despise, detest America. This is the worst presidential administration we've ever had. It's not close. Not even close. Because you've got a bunch of people who not only don't believe in our Constitution, they loathe it. They would prefer to print it out and wipe their asses with it. That's their opinion of America and our Constitution. Now, uh, let's go to the uh, first thing here. Uh, if you remember Protein Wisdom, it was a blog. Uh, Jeff Goldstein uh, ran it. Great, great stuff. And, well, he's returned on has a Substack now. I linked to it at the Daily Gator Thought. But he had a, uh, he had a great tweet. Uh, there was a leftist demanding that we give up certain guns or else she was going to come take all of our guns. <laughs> I'll give you my address, bitch. Come get it. I dare you. Seriously. You little communist thug. Uh, but he has a message because he, he retweeted and uh, responded to her tweet. And he, had, he did it in part this way. Your projection doesn't phase us. We see the blood you're soaked in. 
Your gun-free zones make you feel good about yourselves while leaving innocent people vulnerable to evil. Vast majority of mass shootings, gun-free zones. You don't believe me, look it up. Don't be lazy. There's no time to be lazy. Look it up. Which you abet by allowing it to return to the streets as a form of civil reparation for the lower classes. Unlike Lady Macbeth, you sociopaths lack capacity for guilt, so you just pretend the blood was never on you. You're depraved and evil wretches who think you can be virtuous simply by assertion and perversion of virtue itself. So, go fuck yourself. This is going to be a language edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought, my friends. This is going to be a whole lot of language. Uh, God bless you, Jeff, for uh, for writing this. It's it's short. It's not sweet, but it's short to the point. I love it. We need more people like Jeff here who are patriots who love America. Love America and put America first. That's what we need. Uh, Kurt Schlichter has a, a post up or a, a column out that is... Uh, well, he's, he's one of the best writers, commentators out there. If you remember, once Tucker was gone, I said, if Fox has any sense, basically, they'll hire one of three people. Kurt was the uh, was the one man I mentioned. I mentioned two women, Dana Lash and Katie Pavlich. But Kurt Selector would be perfect for it. Kurt doesn't take any you-know-what from anybody else, just like Jeff Goldstein. No. He's not going to be nice. And as it says on his Twitter page, I'll say what I want. The best-selling author, great guy, has a good sense to follow me on Twitter. If you're great, you follow me on Twitter. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there, guys. Uh, but his piece is called, it's up at Town Hall. It uh, just arrived today. It's a newborn column that will absolutely make the left shriek. And that is a glorious thing. We must defend self-defense. That's the title. He writes, there's a war going on against our sacred right to self-defense, and we need to defend that right ruthlessly and vigorously against the communists who want us living in fear. And thank thank you so much, Mr. Schlichter, for calling them out for what the hell they are. They are communists, period. Proponents of Marxism. Fanboys of Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. And Joseph Stalin. And all the rest of the crackpot communists. The Bolsheviks, the Maoists, uh, the uh, Camarouge. All of the murderous bastards that are communists. And do I need to add why they want us to have no firearms? Yeah. See, they may be cruel, evil bastards, but they're not stupid. That's right. They take the guns first. Stalin did that. Lenin did that before they seized farms from, from Russian families. Before they forced them off their, off their own land, separated the family and, and put them in gulags here and gulags there. Some in Siberia worked many people to death. Absolute cruelty beyond your, your, your craziest dark dream you've ever had in your life 
what happened to the in the Soviet Union under Lenin, then Stalin, and then keep going was absolutely pure evil. And they took the guns first. Now back to the piece by Mr. Slichter. Sheep are easier to shear than sheepdogs. If you look at what happened in New York City where some mutant bum decided to threaten a bunch of people on a subway car and then some heroes subdued him and then he vapor-locked and then the usual cast of liars and race pimps screeched, you can see what they're doing. Not really trying to disarm us, but trying to make us fear to defend ourselves at all. It's absolutely true. They want you terrified and impotent in the face of their unofficial militia, the criminals. The right to keep and bear arms means nothing if you are going to get jammed up whenever you have to use hot lead to stop the latest trans shooter or junkie with a knife or carjacker or schizo hobo or whatever, which is the idea. So it is the good guys defending the citizens on the train who are being treated as criminals and a terminated criminal who is being treated as a hero. The message is clear. Accept that you must accept abuse. Understand that this moral inversion is all a lie. The stiff was a scumbag who was a fugitive for attacking a 67-year-old woman. Just about breaking her face, by the way. Peacefully, of course. Uh, Schlichter writes, they just want to exploit his justified death. This is happening all over the country in blue cities thanks to the Soros prosecutor conspiracy. And if you don't like me criticizing Soros, he writes, shove it. Time to stop this madness, at least what we can get at the moment. A time to clearly side with the normals over the criminals who the ruling caste is using as tyrannical cat's paws. Their wicked plan is perfectly obvious. To criminalize normal people and normalize criminals, thieves, bums, losers, junkies, whores, and other trash, they are the heroes in this morally bankrupt morality play. And we normals, we're the villains. The first step to fighting back is to see the truth, and the truth is right there. You just have to be hard enough to accept it and to not allow them to leverage your empathy or compassion into tolerating having to be afraid as some sort of price you owe for the crime of not being a low life. Uh, go read the rest, my friends. It is excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, God bless you, Kurt Schlichter. You're a good man. Uh, very important that I wish every American could read this. I wish every American could read this and really absorb the, uh, the meaning of it. Because everything the man writes is true. Everything. Like I said, I sympathize with the guy who passed away. I sympathize anyone with mental illness. But if someone with mental illness is coming after me with a knife or an axe or whatever, or coming after someone I care about, you're damn right. I will put two or three in his chest, whatever it takes. And I won't be ashamed. I won't be uh, sorry. I'll be sorry that it had to happen. But I will never apologize and never be sorry for committing the act of self-defense, which I remind you again, self-preservation, self-defense is the single greatest human liberty, natural right we have. And the left, of course, 
would disagree because the left is evil. Uh, now, we've talked about a little bit the Bud Light controversy and the uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. The, the question I have, the first one that pops up every time, you look at Dylan Mulvaney and you see a man who's transitioning or has transitioned into a woman. I don't know what the rules of uh, transgenderism are as far as when you're officially transformed. Uh, <laughs> but you look at this woman that's being celebrated for stopping being a man and going through the process of becoming a woman. And I look at her and I say, Good God, she's hideous, physically hideous. She's actually uglier than Chrissy Teigen. Sorry, Chrissy, but you're a mean-spirited biatch. And your little wimp husband, who's probably more of a woman than you are, uh, and I'm sure he doesn't wear the pants in the family. If you know what I mean, and I think that you do. Uh, you and Dylan Mulvaney have a lot in common. Except, well... I guess he has some things you still don't have, but, but, uh, I, I can't get over it. He looks like the, one of the ugliest women I've ever seen in my life and we're celebrating. So we're not just celebrating men become women. We're celebrating men who become in, incredibly ugly women. Terrible. Now remember the Bud Light controversy with all of that. Zendo Deb at Will Gun uh, uh, 357 Magnum Blog. Excuse me. Listen closely to what she has to say. She makes a very good point here. She knows the we know the first thing Bud Light did, right? What what was the second statement when they they made the Clydesdales video and they tried to, you know, they fired the person responsible for the ad campaign and. Uh, detached themselves from Dil, uh, Mulvaney and all of that, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, but listen to this. And Anheuser-Busch responds to Bud Light controversy. One single can sent to one influencer, and, and Bud Light kind of tried to excuse it. Like, it's not that big a deal, really. Can we get over it now, please? Can you just buy our really lousy beer, please, please, please? But uh, Zendo Devil pines that someone with perspective on the company has some very interesting insights. Uh, Robert Latchke was the chief uh, creative officer at Anheuser-Busch until the company was purchased by Europeans. Yes, Europeans who don't shave their armpits and don't use deodorant. That's all I'm saying about Europeans. And the Irish and Scottish, all a bunch of damn drunks, all of them. Look at my family tree. You'll see bottles of scotch and bottles of Jameson all over the damn place. Uh, now, there's a link here you can click if you go to uh, Gun, com and look for the post entitled How Bud Light Ended Up with D Dylan M. and a Controversy. Uh, but this person gets it. Whoever wrote this. His main point Deb writes is about stepping into the religious or corporal cult could lord cultural I apologize areas uh, arenas rather and pissing off half of your customers which is what Bud Light did or probably more than half but I am interested in what he had to say about the current state of the marketing team okay because 
We've all seen great commercials. Bud Light used to have the best commercials in history. Incredible Super Bowl ads, Bud Light. It was, oh my God, that's hilarious. Now, of course, everyone's afraid to make entertaining and funny videos to play at the halftime Super Bowl because they might defeat Tim Snowflake. Oh my God, I'll go to Twitter and call you bad names because you offended me and ruined my Super Bowl experience. I hate you. But uh, the marketing team, sometimes you've seen those commercials. Sometimes you see commercials and you go, God, I, you turn the channel. You're not willing to sit 40 seconds and watch a commercial. It's that bad. But here's the quote. Now that the marketers are all American again, they still do not understand who consumes Bud Light and other mainstream Anheuser-Busch products, this person said. Listen closely to the quote. None of these marketing folks has ever been to a NASCAR race. None has been to a football game or a rodeo. I don't know if that's entirely true, but probably it is. That's insanity. He said that's marketing incompetence, not knowing your audience. And I think there's a lot of companies don't know their audience anymore. They're more worried about being woke and, and, and having the right image and being sensitive and inclusive and all those useless terms the left has completely bastardized. That's what they care about. They don't care about their base. It's Bud Light. People are going to buy it anyway. We can get our political statement out there. They're clueless. They're buffoons. And they should all be fired. And Bud Light should go back to making really good commercials. It's not hard. They did it for years. Doritos, so many products had great Super Bowl ads and great ads throughout the year. Entertaining, funny, some were moving. But none of them attacked American principles and ideals. None of them had a really ugly, freaky, self-obsessed uh, dude pretending to be a woman drinking Bud Light. Did you really think Anheuser-Busch, the marketers there I'm talking to, do you really think looking back that you you knew that was a good idea or did you just want to be woke and get attention on you because you're the future well god help us if you're the future and thank you zendo deb uh great piece uh what else we got here today well this is a uh this is from kcbd nbc 11 in lubbock texas I've been to Lubbock, been to Amarillo. Uh, of the two cities, I would say Amarillo is a little less boring than Lubbock. And that's not a shot at either city. Uh, small town feel, a lot of local restaurants. Don't see a lot of chain restaurants. Uh, I like that. I really did. Uh, it was fun. And I went to, I think it's uh, Amarillo. It's near Lubbock. Uh, Near, uh, I think it's Laredo Canyon State Park, and it's like a miniature uh, Grand Canyon. Awesome place, awesome place. When February it was colder than you know what, uh, yes, than colder than Hillary's tit, yes. Uh, at least that's what Bill says. But uh, very beautiful. Saw some uh, some big cat tracks, some mountain lion tracks. A very cool place. I, I always wanted to go back and go hiking when it was like spring or fall, not in the in the heat. 
because it would be brutal out in West Texas during the summer. I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, but KCBD11 from Lubbock, Texas. The headline is, I'll be honest, it's tough to even say. Plainview family claims six-year-old uh, was forced to perform sex acts at South Elementary. Six years old. A uh, little girl, I believe. Uh, but this again from KCBD11 in Plainview, Texas. They're reporting from Plainview. Parents and guardians are looking for answers after a tragic situation at South Elementary School. Parents protested outside the district's administration building over sexual misconduct they claim happened inside of a classroom. That's bad. It gets worse. If this is true, and I, I don't want it to be true because I don't want any child to go through that. Or parents, it should should not happen. Uh, Heather Gonzalez is the older cousin of a young girl who attends South Elementary School. She says, "I feel like that's a basic right that we should send our kids to school to be safe." Gonzalez said, claiming the school district failed in this regard. She believes a dangerous situation was created for her young relative. She said her family only caught on after a change in the girl's behavior. The school didn't contact them. Imagine if something like this happened and the school never contacted them. And you'll get to what happened in a minute. Uh, and you might want to have a swear jar around because you're going to need it. Uh, she's in distress. She's like, my stomach hurts. I just want to lay down, Gonzalez says. You can tell something was wrong with her. So they said, what's going on? What happened? This is when the child told her cousin that a boy exposed himself to her in the lunch line at school. So that uh, that's pretty classic. for a little, They'll make excuses. They don't want to go to school. They're being bullied by somebody. Uh, something of that nature. Or someone's beat them up or, or was mean to them. Um, my niece went through a little bit of that. Uh, and it got worked out. She was fortunately at the time in a in a, a, a church related school, so they were good. They took care of it, and uh, all all was good. And she ended up loving the school. That is when the child told her cousin again that a boy exposed himself at school in the lunch line. Unfortunately, again as I told you, not the most disturbing part of the six year old girl story. The girl claimed a student pulled her under a desk and forced her to perform a sex act during class more than a week before. The incident was reportedly recorded by another student on a school iPad. The video reportedly showed the young girl doing her best to fight back. She said she was hitting him with the poetry book. Good girl. She bad there was an axe on, on hand. Gonzalez asked her cousin how long the incident took place. She said, until they let me go. Gonzalez claims the district was not transparent with the family, even though they knew about the situation. Everything was no comment. I can't tell you no comment, Gonzalez said. So you mean to tell me abuse has been happening for a week and a half and these kids are still at the same desks? My cousin is still at a desk with all boys, having to see her abusers every day? Plainview ISD Superintendent H.T. Sanchez commented on the district's response. 
He said when the content was found on a school device, so this is an adult, yeah, an authority figure at school saying there was something on this iPad, apparently. So this isn't, apparently isn't a little girl that's lying for some reason. She was a victim. And the school tried to just dismiss it, I guess. They didn't want to didn't want to have to worry about doing some work or something. I don't know. But he said when the content was found on a school device today, after the incident happened, a report was made and Child Protective Services were contacted. A state investigator then started working with local law enforcement and arrived in Plainview the next week. Sounds like something's going to get done. But wait. He had asked that we hold confidentiality because he wanted to be sure that he was able to get the full story from each of the students, the minors that were involved. All of the steps that we required to take, we took. Now Sanchez hopes the parents and districts and district rather can work together to find a solution that works for everyone. I'd say expulsion, some uh, some counseling and mental health help for some little boys. Uh, and for a little girl, uh, I think someone needs to pay this family some damn money to help this little girl. And I think they have a responsibility to make sure that she gets all the mental health counseling, etc. that she needs. Again, if everything is true, as said, it certainly sounds like there's a lot of there, there. Um... Gonzalez said the district should be doing more to protect other kids. Are you letting these other parents know their kids could possibly be a victim next? Gonzalez says, I feel like as a parent, you should know. You should. Teachers unions don't believe that. The people that are that want to teach CRT and have trans shows in, in kindergarten and first, second, third grade, they don't agree with you. They think the parents ought to butt out. The parents are just parents. Screw them. They know best for the kids. That's what your friends at the teachers union and the radical LGBTQ freaks. They don't think you're qualified. You're just a parent. Who are you? You're nobody. We'll raise your kids and screw them up for life. Now, there was a teacher who was in the classroom that day. One of the first questions I had when I first read this was nothing about the teacher. Nothing. Oh, there it is. Uh, the teacher has been placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation. CPS has confirmed there is an active investigation into what happened at South Elementary. Uh, as for Gonzalez and her family, they are organizing a demonstration to support her cousin. It's scheduled for uh, May the 5th, so this already happened a few days ago at 6 p.m. Uh, at uh, Broadway Park in Plainview. I don't know if how I would handle this if I was a parent of a little little boy or girl that got abused some way. I don't know how I would react. Uh, it's just the amount of rage I would have. I think that I'm that I am unsure of. This is uh, this is sickening, my friends, and again. All the facts aren't in, but it looks as if there's a lot of there, there in regards to this story. God help us, my friends. God help us. That's uh, that's hard to take. Now, one more little story. Daniel Greenfield. 
uh, in the daily top five I have up on my blog today. That's the lead story. Detroit, bankrupt Black City to pay reparations to itself. He writes, while the eyes of the nation are on San Francisco, San Francisco's proposal to pay every black person $5 million in reparations for an estimated total of cost of $1.175 billion, rather, Motor City will not be left behind. Last year, 80% of Detroit's voters in a 78% black city cast their ballots in support of a reparations commission. That was much higher than the 63% poll numbers, but local elections... Uh, results tend to outperform the polls due to the civic work of the Wayne County Cemetery Voters Association. If you, you know what he means, and I think that you do. Chairwoman Lauren Hood of the Detroit City Planning Commission said she didn't know who the 20% were, but assumed it was maybe newcomers or non-black residents. But with a 78% black majority, that's more than three-quarters fee Florida State grads, Detroit would be taking money away from black people to pay reparations to other black people with the government run by a white mayor, of course, taking a cut. What's wrong with America? Tell me what's not wrong with America, my friends. But I am done. My time is up. I'll be back tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you very much. Please spread the word about this this, podcast. Uh, Share it with your friends, people you like, people you don't like. Liberals, they really need to hear it. If they can take it. The left, if you're left, rather you just ain't right. God bless America and go Gators. The three rules of this blog. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you all. Be good. Have fun today. Do something good for yourself. And, uh, oh yeah, just to really piss off the lib, the libs. God bless America. One more time. Y'all be good.